Hello and welcome to the second episode of the GWKS Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Lemon. It's been a while since the first episode, but I've been busy with real life and nice weather and things like that, so whatever. Here we are, back with some more tunes to hopefully make things a little bit better and some other bullshit to make the time fly. But over the break, I had been thinking about how these days it's hard not to offend somebody in any given conversation and especially with this format i may use language that bothers people a little bit so i was thinking everything's a little bit nicer coming from the mouth of babes so why don't we censor the program sort of so we've made some changes to up your comfort level and would hope you enjoy the show Lots of interesting stuff and some good tunes, like I said. Coming up, we've got the Swingin' Utters with Lepers, Thieves, and Whores. Just my kind of people. And if you don't like that... Get your fucking head checked. GWKS. Swinging Utters with Lepers, Thieves, and Whores. And coming up, we got Ryan Bingham with Sunrise. This show, you can expect to hear some GWKS news. Two Minutes Hate. We're going to have some what the fuck? history. We're going to have this day in history and this day in music. As well as whatever the hell else we can think to stuff in there. So don't be a fucking dummy. Turn it up and enjoy. Here we have Ryan Bingham with Sunrise.
go against straight up out the motel Hop my guitar out of a pine side jail If I quit, I'm just a rolling the dice Couldn't pass up the red beans and rice Singing, oh my, my See them girls shake their ass underneath the sunrise Oh my, my Taste the sugar on the lips underneath that moonlight Everybody wants a chance Stuck in a stone We'll do a rain dance Oh my, my See them girls shake their ass Underneath the sunrise Oh my, my Taste the sugar on the lips Underneath that moonlight Get ready for some history. First up, meet the nice lady who gave sensuous dolphin hand jobs during a NASA study. During a NASA-funded experiment in the 1960s, animal researcher Margaret Howe Lovett attempted to teach dolphins how to communicate with humans. According to a documentary airing on BBC, she taught one dolphin a language. 
the language, wait for it, of love. Meaning dolphin handjobs. Again. What the fuck? The documentary is called The Girl Who Talked to Dolphins, which sounds not so accurate considering what she was actually doing. It aired on BBC, and in it she explains how she got into the dolphin handjob business back in 1963. And business apparently is booming. Ooh. It started when a pubescent male dolphin named Peter got to be too much of a handful. Again, sorry. In the beginning when he would get rambunctious and had this need, I would put him in the elevator and say, you go play with the girls for a day. It was just easier to incorporate dolphin hand jobs and let it happen. It was very precious. It was very gentle. Again, it was sexual on his part and not sexual on mine. Sensuous, perhaps. Wow. It would just become part of what was going on, like an itch. Just get rid of that. Scratch it and we'll be done. Move on and that's really all it was. I was there to get to know Peter. That was part of Peter. I would argue that it was more Peter's part. And now meet the sickening serial killer who put his victims into burgers. Human flesh, right this way. Uh, hi. Uh, Hugo wanted to uh, give you this. It states clearly that there was no human flesh in your... Yes, yes. Thank you. Thanks. We were able to expedite the test, and uh, we found 100% grade A beef. Ron! I'm just sorry I got blown out of... Shut up! Okay. okay. Hi. Joe Welcome. the Cannibal Metheny's vile boast made him one of America's most despicable killers. Morbidly obese and with the bloodlust few have rivaled, Metheny is admitted to at least eight murders dating back to 1976. But it was what he did with the victims after death that took it to a different level. In 1995, he lured prostitutes Kathy Ann Magaziner, 45, and Kimberly Spicer, 26, to his trailer before stabbing and strangling them. He then dismembered both their corpses and stored the flesh to eat later. He told the court at his trial, I cut the meat up and put it in some Tupperware bowls and then put it in the freezer. He then claimed he mixed the women's flesh with other animal meat and sold it to paying customers. He said, I opened up a little open pit beef stand, roast beef and pork sandwiches. They were very good, I'm sure. The human body tastes was very similar to pork. You mix it together, no one could tell the difference. When supplies of his special meat dried up, he invited another prostitute, Rita Kemper, to his Baltimore trailer within the compound of a pallet company in December of 1996. The six-foot behemoth then attacked her. Uh, I'll save some of the other quotes, but... Anyway, she ended up getting away. He said, I turned around for a split second. She ran out the door. There was an eight-foot chain-link fence with a barbed wire on top of it around the front. That bitch scaled those pallets like a monkey and jumped the fence and ran down to the main road. Kemper, fleeing for her life, made it to a petrol station and called the police. Bethany didn't run and was arrested immediately, ending a reign of terror dating back to 1976. Spicer's remains were found buried under a trailer not 10 feet from his own, and detectives could also pin the death of another 28-year-old local woman on him as well. Cops were shocked by his brutal attack on Kemper, but he then stunned them by claiming he had killed five people in just seven hours two years before. He said the bloodlust had hit him in July 1994 while working as a truck driver. He was living in South Baltimore, Maryland, with his crack-addicted old lady and their six-year-old son. One night he arrived home late after doing some overtime. Flicking out the light, he found the home was empty. His partner had gone and she had taken their son with her. Six months later, a still furious Methany learned his ex had moved to the other side of the city with another man. Their son had been taken away by authorities due to neglect. He heard the couple might be living rough under a bridge. 
and went hunting for them with an axe. And the story continues with Metheny killing a bunch of people and inevitably feeding them to the public, which I'd imagine was quite a hard bite to swallow when they all found out. I'm assuming some may have never even found out, but, you know, lucky you! That's it for history. And moving on, let's get back to the music with the Peacock's I'm Not Your Man and Electric Light Orchestra.
doing crimes coming up because of the imminent legalization of marijuana in canada i wanted to play a couple special tunes coming up we got no effects with marijuana and willie and merle it's all going to pot like a match burn the flower Roll up 
it or not Best I can tell the world's gone to hell And we're sure gonna miss it a lot All of the whiskey in Lynchburg, Tennessee's a stood and hit the spot I got a hundred dollar bill, friend, to keep your pills Cause it's all the way to pot That cackle babble head in the box Must think I'm dumb as a rock Reading me the news while I'm kicking off my shoes And it's scaring me out of my socks Admitted it's stranger, I'm not But buddy, let me tell you what If you ask old Will to say, here's the deal Friends, it's all going to pot Well, it's all going to pot Whether we like it or not Best I can tell, the world's gone to hell And we're all gonna miss it a lot Whiskey in Lynchburg, Tennessee Just couldn't hit the spot Got a hundred dollar bill You can keep your bills, friend It's all going to pot Welcome to GWKS News, where you'll receive just enough information to not seem like you've been living in a bunker for the last five years. Today we're just going to flip through some headlines, and maybe there will be something more interesting to talk about, probably, because there's a lot of crazy shit going on all the time, but I don't want to waste too much time on it, and if this is your only source for news, you're up shit. creek without a paddle. So, moving on. Trudeau says Trump tariffs are an affront to Canadian soldiers who fought and died alongside Americans. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau took aim at President Trump on Thursday over his implementation of steel and aluminum tariffs against Canada and other nations. 
At a press conference Thursday, the Canadian leader issued some of his strongest remarks against the Trump administration's trade policies to date. Today, we find ourselves the target of punitive tariffs on Canadian aluminum and steel under pretext of a 232 national security provision. Let me be clear. These tariffs are totally unacceptable. For 150 years, Canada has been the United States' most steadfast ally. The numbers are clear. The United States has a two billion US dollar surplus in steel trade with Canada. And Canada buys more American steel than any other country in the world. Indeed, we account for half of US exports, US steel exports. Canada is a secure supplier of aluminum and steel to the US defense industry, putting aluminum in American planes and steel in American tanks. That Canada could be considered a national security threat to the United States is inconceivable. These tariffs are an affront to the long-standing security partnership between Canada and the United States, and in particular, an affront to the thousands of Canadians who have fought and died alongside their American brothers in arms. I want to be very clear about one thing. Americans remain our partners, our allies, and our friends. This is not about the American people. We have to believe that at some point, common sense will prevail. But we see no sign of that in this action today by the U.S. administration. As much as I'd like to avoid any conversation political in nature, well, there's not two sides to chime in. It makes me think of all of the friends and loved ones that it surprised me so much to find were supporters of Trump and his administration. And I tried to listen very closely to hear why. And for the most part, it was just bullshit. Just other people appreciating someone else's uh, lack of personality and racist tendencies. Um, but anybody that gave a half-decent response was talking about how much he was getting done and the fact that he's an action man he's doing. But I would have to ask, what the fuck is he doing for you now? Yeah. Fucking dummy! And in U.S., the Pentagon says nearly 500 civilians killed in U.S. military operations in Trump's first year. The Pentagon has told Congress it estimates that nearly 500 civilians were killed as a result of the U.S. military actions in the first year of the Trump administration. The Department of Defense assesses that there are credible reports of approximately 499 civilians killed and approximately 169 civilians injured during 2017 as a result of military operations in Iraq and Syria targeting ISIS, operations in Afghanistan targeting the Taliban and ISIS, and operations in Yemen against Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula and ISIS, the report said. The report, which provides an estimate of the number of the civilian casualties in counterterrorism operations in 2017, also said the Defense Department has no credible reports of civilian casualties as a result of U.S. military operations in Somalia or Libya last year. 
However, the report adds that more than 450 reports of civilian casualties from 2017 remain to be assessed, meaning the number of civilian casualties caused by U.S. military operations could go up. The report covers both U.S. airstrikes as well as ground combat operations. During the first year of the Trump administration, airstrikes in Afghanistan, Iraq, Syria, Yemen, and Somalia increased while the number of strikes in Libya decreased. The number of airstrikes in 2017 in Afghanistan was 4,361 versus 1,337 in 2016, and the number of strikes in Iraq and Syria in 2017 was 39,577 versus 30,743 in 2016, according to Air Force's Central Command. Despite the best efforts of U.S. forces, civilian casualties are a tragic but at times unavoidable consequence of combat operations, the Pentagon's report said. This is especially true when fighting in urban areas and against adversaries like ISIS and Al-Qaeda who use civilians as shields and whose tactics include intentionally endangering the lives of innocents, it added. Delivery of the report was mandated by a 2016 executive order signed by then-President Barack Obama by the subsequent passage of Section 1057 of the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2018. That order called for an annual summary detailing the number of strikes undertaken by the U.S. government against terrorist targets outside areas of active hostilities as well as information regarding the number of terrorists and civilians killed in those strikes. The order said that the report was to be made public annually on May 1st consistent with the need to protect sources and methods. Human rights groups slammed the Trump administration last month when the order's deadline was missed. The U.S.-led military coalition fighting ISIS in Iraq and Syria released its own report Thursday saying that at least 892 civilians have been unintentionally killed as a result of the 29,358 strikes that the coalition has carried out against ISIS targets between August 2014 and the end of April 2018. Outside groups have said the number of civilians killed in the ISIS fight is much higher than the coalition's figures. The Department of Defense acknowledges that there are differences between Department of Defense assessments and reports from other organizations, the report said, saying these differences result from a variety of factors, including the use of different types of information and different methodologies to assess whether civilian casualties have occurred. And in some other headlines that we're just going to read off, and you can look into them if you feel like it, I'm just tired of hearing myself speak, so... We'll do it live! We'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! Spain's Prime Minister is forced out of his job, losing a no-confidence vote triggered by a corruption scandal. Look at that. Trudeau declines to meet Trump on NAFTA because of U.S. precondition. Uh, we've already talked about those two enough today. You can check it out. Trump says the June 12th summit with Kim Jong-un is back on. What else do we got on here? Angry Facebook shareholders challenge Zuckerberg over his corporate dictatorship. Angry Facebook shareholders challenge Zuckerberg over a quote, corporate dictatorship. At an annual meeting, investors condemned the CEO's level of sway at the company, telling him, emulate Washington, not Putin. And that's enough news for today. Like I said, it's just enough to get you by. Make sure that you check into your local news and try and stay informed. But if not, you can come catch up, keeping you up to date just for the end of the week, and then you're on your own. Coming back into things, we got Old Man Markley with For Better or Worse on GWKS.
blessing, love's a curse She's an angel, I'm just a man And I'll always love her till I can't stand You see by the Marshall Tucker Band on TWKS Radio Podcast.
Welcome back. Now let's get a glimpse of today in history. June 3rd. In 1989, the crackdown at Tiananmen begins. With protests for democratic reforms entering their seventh week, the Chinese government authorizes its soldiers and tanks to reclaim Beijing's Tiananmen Square at all costs. By nightfall on June 4th, Chinese troops had forcibly cleared the square, killing hundreds and arresting thousands of demonstrators and suspected dissidents. And for this day in music, 1956, rock and roll is banned in Santa Cruz, California. Santa Cruz, California was an established capital of the West Coast counterculture scene by the mid-1960s, yet just 10 years earlier the balance of power in this crunchy beach town 70 miles south of San Francisco tilted heavily toward the older side of the generation gap. In the early months of the rock and roll revolution, in fact, at a time when adult authorities around the country were struggling to come to terms with a booming population of teenagers with vastly different musical tastes and attitudes, Santa Cruz captured national attention for its response to the crisis. On June 3, 1956, city authorities announced a total ban on rock and roll at public gatherings, calling the music detrimental to both the health and morals of our youth and community. Well, that's not the only place that's learned that you can't just keep something like that from happening. Rock and roll! And moving forward, a band straight out of Santa Cruz, Good Riddance with Dry Season off of Peace in Our Time. Coming up after that, we have Pussy Riot with Make America Great Again and David Bowie and Nine Inch Nails with I'm Afraid of Americans. elections. We are going to make America so great again. Donald Trump made his first visit to Washington. Hey! 
Punch him in the face, I'll tell you. Listen to your women. Stop killing black children. Make America great again. We'll see you tomorrow. And I love the women. Did your mama come from Mexico? Papa come from Palestine? No more abortions. Let down the people in. Listen to your women. Stop killing black children. Make America great again. Let down the people in. Listen to your women. Stop killing black children. Sadly, 
Now for two minutes of hate. I don't actually have a full two minutes hate segment worked out for this run, but uh, there's always something to bitch about, but really, what does it matter? There's no use in bitching. Except for today, my family and I went out on a little adventure gathering rocks for the garden, and we came home and we had ticks all over us. So, here's my rant today. Fuck ticks. Fuck the ecosystem. Start spraying for fucking bugs and shit that crawls on you and lives in you and all that gross shit. So, inspired by my lovely partner in crime, Nikki, here's a nice song to go with it. And Nikki, I need you to know the offer is still on the table. Also, I'll add that I apologize for this song as it sucks ass. But, anyways, it's fitting. So, like I said, first episode, you can email me at gwksradio at outlook.com. Send in your rants, get your chip off your shoulder, be less shitty in the real world, get it all out here, and maybe we can have some fun with it. And coming up next, we have the song of the week, and I'm gonna play two because. It's my party! And. I can do anything I want. So can you. Time you take a sip in this smoky atmosphere, you press that bottle to your lips, and I wish I was your beer. And in the small there of your back, your jeans are playing peekaboo. The other half Of your butterfly tattoo Hey, that gives me an idea Let's get out of this bar Drive out into the country And find a place to park Cause I'd like to see you Out in the moonlight I'd like to kiss you Way back in the sticks Walk you through a field of wildflowers And I'd like to check you for tips I know the perfect little path Out in these woods I used to hunt Don't worry babe, I've got your back And I've also got your front I'd hate to waste a night like this I'll keep you safe, you wait and see The only thing allowed to crawl over you When we get there is me You know every guy in here tonight would like to take you home But I've got way more class than them, babe, that ain't what I 
this week's song of the week, Tasteful V, Death of Me. That's right, I'm whoring my own stuff out. Yeah. 
it for GWKS Radio Podcast. Check in for more episodes and check us out on social media and GWKS Radio Podcast. And don't be shitty. Doodaloo. See you next time.
her faded jeans She's a hard-loving woman Got me feeling mean Sometimes I think it's a shame When I get feeling better When I'm feeling no pain Sundown, you better take care If I find you've been creeping Round my back stairs Sundown, you better take care It's a sin when I feel like I'm winning when I'm losing again.
GWKS Radio! <laughs>